0: Relaxing. Mm. Because all you do is think about it.
1: This fucking sucks.
0: This sucks. Sucks balls. Next time you get sick. Don't. Don't.
1: If you're wondering why this is a Monday,
0: well, it's not because we forgot to record. No, it's not that. No. It's because somebody I don't in this know room, room. Show on the doll where he touched you. Show on the doll. Grab the doll. Show on the doll where he touched you. Right on your nipple. <laughs> On your foot nipple. Ew. Somebody. I'm not going to say who. I will say that it was somebody who records this podcast. Somebody racist. Somebody racist. Uh-huh. Somebody white. Oh. Privileged. And it wasn't me. Or me. Well, <laughs> that's up for debate. Yes, it is. Didn't record the podcast. Guilty. I mean... Innocent to proven <laughs> guilty, to proven guilty. Freudian slip. <laughs> but that's okay because we're in a much better mood today, right? This was, was probably one of the best ones we were done though. So, yeah, we'll it's have a to good just one. Pretend this one is just as good. I want to apologize for last week because we did not <laughs> prepare any topics, that was horrible. and because of that, <laughs> <laughs> we we went <laughs> off on a couple tangents. We did a lot of we said a lot of things that we did or didn't mean. And so I'm apologizing that we didn't prepare topics, but I don't apologize for anything we said. Except for just a couple things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'll let you decide what those are. I didn't have sexual relations with that woman. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> okay. So we got a couple. We're going to go over a couple different things. Right. Um, We're going to talk about Icarus. Uh-huh. We may just kind of keep a focus on Icarus today and kind okay. of relate that to the other stuff if we can, if we can find some te- tangents. But we've got some topics prepared. Um, there's actually some breaking news that I want to um, say live here on the podcast. If you've heard about Hurricane Hillary, mm-hmm. it actually recently just made landfall this past week and turns out it's destroyed over. 30,000 emails. Oh. Crazy. That's a lot of damn emails. It's a lot of emails. Um, Were so you suicided? I think every single death from Hillary is uh, labeled a suicide. Suicide.
1: Two shotguns back in the head.
0: Yep. <laughs> from a hurricane. That's right. Um, so, we've got some... So, to start out, Cameron, are you familiar with the term pelvic floor? Yes. Okay. So... Let's go over Icarus. You got the story of Icarus? I do, I got pulled up. Let me All swipe right. from the public floor Wikipedia page to this. Okay.
1: Alright, I'm ready to get I'm ready for you. So <laughs> 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 what? Why do you always
0: make this weird? You're the one making it weird, you're the one making. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. This is the best way to record. <laughs> this is the best way to do oh. this. It's about being vulnerable.
1: <laughs> so I got the uh, the whole uh, myth of Icarus. You know, it's very kind of a short one. You know, he lived and died pretty quick. Yeah, apparently. Um, I can read the whole thing, but let's start with some background. Okay, so this comes from um, I want to say a collection of poems, the Metamorphosis, Metamorphosis. It was written by Ovid, or Publius NASA. <laughs> <or Ovidis. laughs> pubesus Um No, it's Publius. Oh, okay. Pubilis. Yeah, I was thinking about something else. Pub, 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 Publius. Um, I'm sorry, I can't speak Greek. Mm. He wrote it around 43 BC. Okay. So it's kind of old.
0: About four thousand years old. You know something interesting before we get started? Yeah. My nephew who's 14. Do you know what he's studying in school what he has to write a paragraph on? 14? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. At what he had to write a paragraph on. Um, what's that guy that wrote the code Hubenaro? Huben- Hold on. What code? It was in 1400 B.C., which is a long-ass time. Ago. Right. It's longer. It's long. <laughs> L-A-T-A. Um, huh. Lata. Long ass time ago. Okay. Code of Hammurabi. Have you heard of this? Hammurabi's Code. It's a Babylon legal text composed during 17... I'm sorry. 1755 to 1750 BC. Oh, wow. Long time ago. Long ass time ago. Lata. It was... a. Back in ancient Babylon. Anyway, I just want to throw that out. Maybe we can do something on the code of Hab- Hammurabi. Hammurabi. Very interesting. It has to do with like Marduk and Taimut and Oh, all okay. That. Yeah. Oh, really? Is he in public schooling? No, private school. He gets the good shit. It all makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. Private Christian school. Oh. Yeah. Nerd. <laughs> so...
1: Okay well we can do some on that. And of course if you have any ideas for us to go over old
0: historical news yeah whatever send it to your email. emails perpetual stew podcast at gmail.com send that's it right. over. Hey, send man. us pictures That's right please. So
1: this myth okay has to deal with the Daedalus. hope that's saying that right. Who is a skilled craftsman and an inventor. He's been trapped on Crete to prevent his knowledge of the labyrinth from spreading to the public. Because the king of Crete controls all sea vessels, Dedalius and his son, Icarus, attempt to
0: escape by the way of flight. Now let's describe the backstory Daedalus. He was first in Athens, and apparently he got banished from Athens for killing his nephew.
1: Uh huh.
0: Kinda like a Cain and Abels type situation. Mm. He was jealous of his nephew because his nephew was a craftsman as well. Um, He was an egomaniac, but at the t- same time, he was very jealous. Killed him. Um, the, he got banished from Athens, and then the king of Crete, who was Minos, um, invited him in. <clears throat> he created uh, the ship's sail and mast, so he gave people uh, the ability to control the wind. The wind being a very biblical... Um, symbol uh-huh. for you know things that you can't see but you can feel. Basically, help people get past or transcend their their human limitations. Um, <clears throat> Pasiphy, who was Menos's wife, the king Menos's wife, was cursed by Poseidon to fall in love <laughs> with Menos's prized bull. That's a hell of a curse. Hell of a curse, <laughs> and she was. She was thirsty for this bull. Mm-hmm. She was thirsty for taurine. If you understand what taurine is, taurine's bull cum, and uh, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> it's in Red Bull. That's right. And I love um, it. Red Bull
1: gives you wings.
0: Yep, taurine.
1: So you fuck a bull.
0: Yes, and you get some wings. You get some wings. This is literally. Oh <God>
1: okay Oh shit. so is that what no it can't okay. be hold on a second
0: it can't be there's no way that's why it's called that i think sometimes archetypes can't help but be be played out in real life okay so that wow is insane. <laughs> okay okay so Dedalius helped Pasiphae, who was the wife of menos mm-hmm. to basically arouse and and make sweet Oh, he helped her? He's a fluffer? Yeah, he, he helped. He fluffed the bull, technically, if you think about it, ah. because he created a female bull for Passive to get inside of and pretend to be the bull. Mm. It was so realistic. Like and, Ace Ventura. Yes. Exactly. I've exactly. never seen that movie, but exactly. I will show you that after, and
1: then you'll understand. So I said that last time we never did this podcast. Uh, that's in, true. Like, in my
0: dreams or whatever, but yeah.
1: I never forgot to show you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so pacify gets inside this fake bull that uh dedalius created and threw it back essentially and then she got pregnant with the bull bulls taurine and that's where the minotaur comes from the minotaur Mm. is going against nature
1: yeah and that's where they they had to hide
0: that thing so there's a theme here throughout of dedalius he's kind of an egomaniac but he's jealous and he's also going against nature and enabling the you know sins of others essentially well he is
1: very intelligent yeah so i mean that's like a isn't that a common theme for extraordinarily intelligent people to like be egomaniacs
0: yeah because they know they're better than everyone else yeah so that's where the minotaur comes from minos gets pissed and uh, punishes the Delius well, because he... What is it? He gave um, the girl that
1: yarn, which allowed, I think it was Theseus, Theseus, to get out of the labyrinth. And that's why he got pissed off and banished him to the island.
0: He banished... I don't know about Theseus. I don't know anything don't about it. I
1: don't know if it's Theseus. It might... It's...
0: Damn it. <laughs> Somebody didn't <clears throat> get yarn, you're right. Yeah, they was... travel through the labyrinth. I mm-hmm. think that's when... That might be later on in the story when he goes to kill the Minotaur or something. But anyway. We he, have this, this whole uh, metamorphosis collection. One, okay. So episode. that's a different time than when we didn't do the podcast. That's a yeah. different... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so basically he he banishes the Minotaur to the Labyrinth and banishes Daedalus and his son Icarus to yeah. the tallest tower on the island that the Labyrinth is on. Crete?
1: Yeah, in Crete, trapped on Crete. Okay, so I have the whole st- uh, myth, tragedy, yeah. comedy, depending on how you look at it, right here. Now I'm just gonna read it through. Okay, if something pops up, stop me. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 from *Metamorphosis*, something book popped up. Eight, what? That's disgusting. No, oh, sorry. Book eight, ready? Meanwhile, the Daedalus, hating Crete and his long exile, and filled with the desire to stand on his native soil, was imprisoned by the waves. He may thwart our escape by land or sea, he said, but the sky is surely open to us. We will go that way. Minos rules everything, but he does not rule the heavens. That's a, that's a baller. That's a, that's, a, that's a line. I'm going to tattoo it. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> Biden rules everything, but he does not rule the heavens. <laughs> Just or does any random anybody anybody. Well, Disney Walt rules Di- everything, <laughs> but he does not rule the heavens. That's right. That's, and it's true. That's deep. Mm-hmm. So, saying, he applied his thought to new invention, and altered the natural order of things once again. There it is. He laid in lines of feathers, beginning with the smallest, following the shorter with longer ones, so that you might think they have grown on, grown like that on a slant. In that way, long ago, the rustic pan pipes, like if you if you see those satyr pictures, they're always playing them running around. It's a small little pipe. It's like a bunch of flutes put together, but they all have that one note. Yeah. It looks like, yeah. I'm sure everyone has seen a satyr.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're graduated with lengthening reeds. The reeds are like the pipes. Anyways, then he fastened them together with thread at the middle, then beeswax at the base, and when he had arranged them, he flexed each one into a gentle curve so that they imitated real bird wings. His son Icarus stood next to him, and, not realizing that he was handling things that would endanger him, caught laughingly at the down that blew in the passing breeze and softened the yellow beeswax with his thumb and in his play hindered his father's marvelous work. Always kids fucking shit up. Always. Mm-hmm. Doesn't understand the, the gravity of the situation. <laughs> when he had put the last touches to what he had begun, the artificer, the inventor, balanced his own body between the two wings and hovered in the moving air. He instructed the boy as well, saying, Let me warn you, Icarus, to take the middle way. In case the moisture weighs weighs down your wings, if you fly too low, or if you go too high, the sun scorches them. Travel between the extremes. And I order you not to aim towards Boots, the herdsman, or Hellas, the great bear, or towards the drawn sword of Orion. Those are constellations in the sky. Take the course I show you. At the same time he laid down the rules of flight, he fitted the newly created wings on the boy's shoulders. While he worked and issued his warnings, the aging man's cheeks were
0: wet with tears. The father's hands trembled. Now let me let me just interject right here. It's a common theme through mythology and through religion, when a fa- when the father tells his creation or the son not to do something, that's usually the very thing that they or it does, and they and and the father often knows. Two, beforehand, that the son is going to do that very thing that he's warning against. What can you do? Why was he crying before? Well, it's dangerous. It is dangerous. I mean, if you tell a
1: kid not to go with a cookie jar, what is the only thing on their mind for, like, the next week? Cookie jar. Cookies. They even want cookies before, but you said not to do it? Yeah. I want fucking cookies now. Hmm. Okay. And now, Samos... Sacred to Juno. Oh, I skipped a little bit. <sighs> Backing <it> up. <clears throat> he, ne- he gave a never-to-repeated kiss to his son, foreshadowing, and lifting up, up, upwards on his wings, flew ahead, anxious for his companion, like a bird, leading her fledglings out of a nest above into the empty air. He urged the boy to follow and showed him the dangerous art of flying, moving his own wings and then looking back at his son, some angler, catching fish with a quivering rod, or a shepherd leaning on his crook, or a plowman resting on the handles of his plow, saw them, perhaps, and stood there amazed, believing them to be gods able to travel the sky. And now Samos, sacred to Juno, lay ahead to the left. Delos and Paros were behind them, lebanthinos and Kalmine rich in honey to the right. Those are just places, islands around Crete. Okay. When the boy began to d- delight... In his daring flight, and abandoning his guide, drawn by the desire for the heavens, soared higher. Careful, Icarus. Mm. His nearness to the devouring sun softened the fragrant wax that held the wings, and the wax melted. He flailed with bare arms, but losing his oar-like wings could not ride the air. Even as his mouth was crying his father's name, it vanished into the dark blue sea, the Icarian Sea, named after him. The unhappy father, no, now no longer a father, shouted, Icarus, Icarus, where are you? Which way should I be looking to see you? Icarus, he called again. Then he caught sight of the feathers on the waves and cursed his inventions. He laid the body to rest in the tomb, and the island was named Icaria, after his buried child. Hmm. That's deep. That's right. Deep in the water.
0: Horrible. <laughs> that's good
1: that's a good that's quick. good stuff yeah
0: i love the middle way that's what a lot of buddhists think
1: well yeah you can't
0: be because
1: going to the waves is safer mm-hmm. but you can't always be safe you'll, you'll die it's a yeah. decadence is that is a decadency we, no we just uh, what is it called
0: kind of complacency like, yeah Complacency. You'll die of complacency. If you play it too safe Safe your whole life, you'll never do anything. You'll never leave the house. That's right. Because it's safer in your house. You'll never go anywhere. It's safe to stay in your hometown. It's safe to not make friends. It's safe to not try to get that new job or try to hit on that new girl with the short shorts at your new college. It's, it's difficult. It's difficult to do these things, even though it could... Change your entire life, maybe for the worse. It will change, though. It will change.
1: Hmm. But then, obviously, obviously, the one of the main takeaways from this that at least in the modern is that, um, uh, what's it called? Going too high. Yeah. Is never a good thing. You'll burn up. Hubris.
0: Hubris. Hubris. Yeah. There's a lot of. I've got. Uh, Moderation is the way. Ego, massive ego, can kill you, and going against natural law. Hmm. Seems like that can be a hmm, kind of main takeaways from the story. I like this story a lot. Yeah, and um, it's cool to actually learn it, and that you learn that like the Minotaur came from because you always hear about the Minotaur Mm -hmm. and you don't really understand. But that's like the the Minotaur is like the um the monster that's created out of going against natural law and going against what um, the rules that are laid out and, right. and going along and enabling curses to be played out. That's interesting.
1: I never noticed how connected um all these myths are. I think one of the later ones, Hercules, actually, is the one that buries Icarus. Really? In the later, it's a couple hundred years. But um, these myths were very important. To the uh, the Greek people the Mm -hmm. Roman people because it's I mean it's archetypes it's uh, I remember reading a story that the Troy soldiers when they got back from uh, Troy? Trojan? maybe it was not
0: Trojan soldiers
1: one of them would always after the Greeks would come back from a huge war yeah they'd they'd gather around and recount the story of Troy yeah just Odysseus Odysseus yep
0: just wonderful just remember where they came from it's good stuff What do you think it takes with all of these lessons from mythology? Let's go into good people. Now that we kind of didn't do a podcast before, Mm -hmm. we haven't talked about this at all. Let's just imagine we did. But let's erase all that from our minds and start fresh. Starting fresh. Good people. What do you think it takes? What do you think are some characteristics somebody could pick up throughout their day, throughout their life, every week, every year, to be closer to being a good person? Integrity. Integrity. My
1: favorite, Uh, uh, what is that even called?
0: What's an action?
1: Action. Well.
0: A practice step, an actionable. Well,
1: first, you have to be aware of what's going around you. Okay. You have to pay attention because people, a lot of people will need help, but they will never ask for it.
0: Yeah. You know, I think a lot about this sometimes. I'll be in public. A weekend ago, I was um, at the beach, and I was looking at the, we went to like a a dockside bar grill kind of thing. And like sitting next to the bar, you're like, look at the bar. And I I was talking with someone, and I was thinking, some some of these people, like, it's like 2 o'clock on a Saturday. Afternoon? 2 p.m. on a Saturday. And there are people drinking, and there are people eating, and there are people with sunglasses on, and flip-flops, and things like this. Okay. And you think, how many of these people are here because they're trying to escape from something else? Or how many of these people are here just because that's what they do every weekend? I just kind of was, I don't know exactly where I was going, but I was trailing through this in my head. I was kind of winding through this path of figuring out, like, why is it that people do the things that they do? But not only that, but why do they choose to do this? Why are they at the bar drinking sure some people can be having a good time but like and then the person that I was sitting with said and some of them are just trying to get laid like they're just sitting at a bar and it's like but he goes like what's a step before that is like are they doing all these things to escape from like their actual life
1: well yeah that's I think that's like uh the American way nowadays for a lot of them a lot of Americans it's yeah the Relaxation to the extreme, the escape yeah. from everything.
0: I don't decadence. understand this relaxation craze. No. I don't, I don't understand it. It's difficult because if we went to some of our ancestors yeah. and said we
1: we're so focused on relaxation nowadays, we're like, oh, that sounds amazing. I don't think
0: they would. You don't think so? mean, like I a little so. bit? No, maybe not a little bit because it's like they, they wouldn't even, I don't even think it they would mean, know no. how to conceptualize it. Because, why do you need to relax? You have things to do. It's like being, it's like, exactly, it's like you're finally, it's size at a point where you
1: don't have to work 100% every single day to survive.
0: It's crazy the time when we least need relaxation yeah. is when we <laughs> most crave it. Exactly. It's very interesting. Hmm. The least we need relaxation, you can get anything ordered to your, like, we don't have more hours in the day now yeah. than we did 500 years ago but we just fill our time with more shit and somehow we have more things that we have to do and less time to do them and things are easier than ever all at the same time. Yeah. Difficult. Difficult. But I think it's like a creation unto itself. Like it's a circular. Excuse me. Almost. That was almost bad. (laughs) <laughs> it's like a creation unto itself though. I have uh hepatitis. No, I have uh what C? is it? Huh? Hepatitis C? Uh C what, is, what you, is it?
1: You get from prostitutes?
0: Yes. I think it's the C. Salmonella. Oh. Yeah. You had relations with a chicken? Yes. Oh. Yeah. I've had salmonella uh, salmonella for 3 days and I killed a loaf of bread today.
1: Very, that's a that's a very interesting sentence.
0: <laughs> people used to die of salmonella. Oh, yeah. People still do. There are people today that will get a little sniffle. And they won't show up to work.
1: <laughs> I need to go, how do you say home and relax and get over this?
0: Go home and relax. Not go in the sun to get the vitamin D. You know what makes you feel worse when you're sick? Not getting better. Relaxing. Mm. Because all you do is think about it. This fucking sucks. This sucks. Sucks balls. Next time you get sick. Don't. Don't. (laughs) Pussy. (laughs) No. (laughs) Next time you get sick, go out and do something that you don't feel like doing. And then when you do it, think about like midway through or three quarters through when you're doing something. How do I feel right now? Do I feel sick? And that's when you'll notice you feel sick, is when yeah. you ask yourself that question. Now I'm going to relate this back to the good people. I think that to be a good person, a practical step is to go against not natural law, as Didalius did, but go against your natural inclinations. Mm. Think about any of your own, if I'm thinking about myself. My own inclinations, my own human wants, my creature comforts, the id. Mm -hmm. If I think about the directions and predications and all these different directions that I want to go, it's usually for some sort of fulfillment that lasts in the short term. I think being a good person is looking at the long term and looking at a macro scale. Sure, yeah. Having a goal. Having a goal. Being grateful for that. Being grateful for what we have today. Because I think it's an easy way to turn into a cynical person. An easy way to turn into a bad person is to not be grateful. It's like
1: when someone nowadays says they will not bring a child in this world. You know, living in America. It's like that, you know? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Because if you have salmonella in America, you'll you'll be fine. You'll literally be fine. If you have an Ethiopia, get what's happened. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> it's over. It's over. It's so fucking over. As the as the kids say nowadays.
0: Plus, if you're if you instill the correct values in a child, if you deem yourself as a good person, which most people would deem themselves as good people, I think. Yeah. But if you truly look at your life and say, Am I a good person? And that doesn't mean you just go neutral. I think being a good person takes a little bit of work. You have to actually do something good in the world. Yeah. Like you have to you have an obligation as a human being to do something good and right by other people. If you do that and you can honestly look in the mirror and say that you're a good person, I feel like you sort of have an obligation to have kids. Because that's yeah. also part of being a good person, you is you to need it. to spread that throughout the world. Spread your seed. <laughs> <laughs> Convocation to different countries. Yes, procreate. Procreate. Bus. Oh, <laughs> um, Bus fat
1: nuts. So <laughs> Oh, speaking on the having kids part. Yeah. It's also kinda of relates to the uh, uh the like Icarus myth. hmm It's almost like he's setting his child up as best as he can, but you still have to no matter what you do, your kid has to go out and face the world.
0: Yeah, kid has to go out and face the world, and it's also what did you instill in him, right? Because if you were an egomaniac that happened to get banished from Athens and then helped a woman throw it back on a bull, Damn and, furries. yeah, and you and you were like complicit in all of these things, yeah, and enabling all of these bad things to happen, then of course you're going to instill that same kind of egomaniacism man- egomaniaism inside mm-hmm. of your kid and then your kid's going to fly too close to the sun and fall so dedalius is almost taught a lesson in that that like maybe you should become a better person and set up your future to be better so that you can better guide your child to go the middle way and he won't follow in your footsteps
1: right hmm.
0: yeah it's interesting it's very interesting. Um, I was going to talk about Hawaii, but I'm kind of over that. <laughs> <laughs> there are people suffering and stuff. Yeah, I'm still suffering. But I don't really feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> <clears throat> They're okay. <laughs> because our great emperor, Joe Biden. That's right is sending out 700 whole dollars, Ooh. bro. You know how long I have to work to make $700 and these people are just being given that? 6 months. I have to work <laughs> almost 30 hours.
1: <laughs> you know that that's enough to live off of at least for a year. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, 30 hours that's a long time to live. You know who really needs that money? Me. I don't think it should go to Hawaii. You who know where I think it should go? Where? Ukraine. I think we should send it to Ukraine. Mmm.
1: Let's do it. I got bucks.
0: Mm-mm. No, I don't mean of our money. Oh, okay. No, I mean of the taxpayer money. Which is, um... <sighs> oh. Shit. <laughs> um... Well, since you're talking about Hawaii, what other? Uh... I want to talk about, um, do you know what covert and overt contracts are? No. This is very interesting. This is something I learned this week. Covert and overt contracts. So in every situation, we basically create contracts. I think we can relate this back to the good people, bad people thing. Okay. A covert contract is one that we've agreed upon. We mm-hmm. have agreed to meet up here and every Sunday. Every Sunday and sometimes on Monday. <laughs> yeah. This Actually, might not be a good example. We signed a no, contract. It's like a literal We contract. made a we made a verbal contract and we we agreed upon something that we're going to come here and we're going to do this podcast. Wow. And we, we do it as a team. And, you know, it's it's not like we're not doing this so that you can find out my innermost secrets and then kill me one day in my sleep while I'm sleeping in the shower because that's where I like to sleep sometimes. Fetal position? No, no, no. I like to lay on my back. With do my you, have hands those, you have
1: the water on like you're living in the Sahara? I like desert, to have it. Just like bare, the scenario, but the, barely,
0: dripping. barely
1: dripping. Barely dripping.
0: Barely dripping. First ring? Like, yeah, just like a first. It helps me settle. Mm-hmm. And it also reminds me of my childhood because it kind of creeps up to my underwear a little bit. So. (coughs) What the hell is this supposed to mean? Okay, continue. (laughs) That's all true. Okay, yeah. So we created a covert contract that we were going to meet here. And we don't have any nefarious, uh, like I'm not going to come kill you in your sleep and skin your cat on, like, a a Wednesday afternoon or anything like that this week. Yeah,
1: there's no extra. It's just, this is what we're going to do. It's all parent. We're not trying to hide something to covertly.
0: Covert is legitimate. Mm. So a covert contract would be like a better one is like a relationship between a man and a woman where they just, they're with each other because they want to be with each other, and it's not like... She's trying to steal his money and it's not like he's trying to, you know, just fuck her and then leave. Okay. So an overt contract would be that same relationship if the woman were trying to, so it's like a a disagreed upon terms of the contract. Mm. I think that's very interesting. I think that all covert contracts at the end end up being positive and all overt contracts at the end end up being negatives. And that goes back to good people, bad people. Are there any covert or overt? Can you name out the covert and overt contracts that you have going on in your life right now? Are there any overt contracts? Are there any contracts where you're not sure what the intentions of the other person are? I'm not sure what this girl really wants to do with me. I'm scared she just wants my money. I'm not sure what... uh this person who claims to be my friend, I don't know if they're trying to, like, fuck my pet squirrel or something like hmm. that. You know, it's something that's... Well, then you have to be careful
1: not to get paranoid about it.
0: Not to get paranoid, but I think covert... If you're just looking at covert and overt objectively, because they do exist. Yeah. Not about being paranoid, but because that's like a... Some things are just obvious on the surface. But, like, an overt contract can exist very... Knowingly, like a relationship between like you and like a supervisor can be a sort of overt contract, but it's not, it will play out in a net negative towards the end for one person, but it's not like it's going to be a complete catastrophe. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. It's not going to end with like, it doesn't have to be the just with you to take your money kind of thing. Exactly. It could be something small. Yes, it could be something small. It could be that. You end up leaving and then they have a shortened team because yeah. you did the majority of the work and they took advantage of you because of that. Yeah, barely. It, can be overt hmm. because it doesn't have to always end with you walk in your house one day and the windows are shattered and there's blood on the wall. <laughs> okay. It can though. <laughs> it certainly can. But a covert contract is the best way to function in the world. Oh yeah, that's with honesty. And I think that's another... It relates back to a good person. A good person always has covert contracts. At least tries to. Tries to, but then tries to also get out of overt contracts whenever possible. Okay, yeah. And I think that also relates with if you do, if you try to eliminate as many overt contracts that you have in your life going on that you can recognize, which is on the other side of sort of either difficult conversations to have or difficult things to do or uncomfortable situations, whatever that looks like, those overt contracts, if you get rid of them and you're left with nothing but the good, then it's like, then your whole life equals yeah. out to be a net negative or a net positive, sorry.
1: Yeah. What's the best way to figure out if something's
0: uh, overt? Is there a value, Um. is there a inequity in value being um reciprocated so is one person providing more value for if you're getting paid $15 an hour are you getting are you giving $15 an hour or more if you you should give more are you giving about $20 of value an hour in value of your work I think that when it comes to like a hierarchical When you're working for someone above, you should always try to exceed expectation unless it's uh, negatively affecting you. Well, sure, yeah. Because if you are providing $20 of value for $15 of value and pay, then you're really getting that positive toward you because you're sharpening your skills, you're gaining knowledge, you're you're moving up in the chain and you're (laughs) showing your worth. But then on a long time, like extend the time frame out. Yeah. If you do that for 40 years… Then that's an overt contract that literally wasted 40 years of your life. Brutal. Happens every day. Mm Mm-hmm. Every day. Interesting. I like that though. Overt and covert contracts. I really like that idea. Um. I have a couple more ideas. Do you want to hear them? Yeah. Have you heard of the region beta paradox? The region beta? Region beta. No. This is a cool idea. So, if you were... I don't know where this is coming from. Okay. (laughs) Okay? This was not on the notes. If you were to walk... I'm sorry. If you were to travel a mile... Okay. You would most likely walk it. Yeah. Makes sense. If you were to travel a mile or more, say two miles, then you would most likely drive it. Okay. Okay. A mile or less, you would walk. Two miles or more, you would drive. Yeah. So, paradoxically, you would get two miles faster than you would get one mile. What do you mean? Like, you, the distance faster? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's what you mean. You would travel two miles faster than you mm-hmm. would have traveled the one mile. Right. Because you would have driven rather than walked because it was further. Yeah. So sometimes in our life, things aren't bad enough for us to be kicked into action to make a decision to get somewhere faster, but they're just in the right conditions for us to kind of walk it. So Hmm. this can relate to, are you looking it up? I'm looking something else up. Oh, who going? Um, you in Pornhub? Yes. Okay, so um, send it to me. Okay. So uh, that's a good one. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so, say I'm in a job. Yep. That I kind of don't like, and I kind of don't get paid enough, but it pays the bills. Um. But you know it's. It's not my favorite. I'm not really happy, but it works for now. It would be better off if that job were shit and I were treated like shit and I didn't make enough because then it would kick me in the a- in the ass to get action into making a change that could better my life. If I live in an apartment that's shitty and the roof is caving in and the you know, but the bills are you know, decent, and it's on a decent side of town. All these things, the conditions are just right for me to stay in the up- shitty apartment because the other conditions match up. It's not bad enough to kick me into action, into action to make a change for it.
1: That could be a reason why it's everyone in
0: almost well, in America are stuck doing stuck. <laughs> I think it's almost by design.
1: Well, I mean, that's the best we control people.
0: I think that's a design. What was it bread and circuses, huh? Bread and circuses, but also I think it's a um, a feature, not a bug, so to okay. speak. Right, mm-hmm. a feature of the system. Let's make it just enough to where people can pay their bills, but then not allow them to be kicked into action because it takes complete like discipline and and consistency and hard work and lack of laziness to actually get somebody to. Excel themselves to the next level. Yeah. I love that idea. Region Beta mm. Paradox.
1: Region Beta. I wonder why it's called that.
0: There's uh, one of my favorite
1: paradoxes. It's a math mm-hmm. one. Yeah. You know, I like math. You like math? Oh, I do. Huh. It's the dichotomy, dichotomy paradox made by Aristotle back in the day. You know? Back in the Disay? That's right. The Disay. Okay, so imagine you have to walk a mile. Okay. okay. But you can only do it by taking um, half uh, distances. So, so the first segment is you walk half the mile and you stop. Okay. Then you walk another half, which is, what is that? It goes from
0: three quarters? Yeah. Half of the half mile?
1: Yes. Okay. So, you go a half mile, then you go a, four, a quarter, then you go an eighth. Oh, wow. Then you go one sixteenth. Okay. you go one thirty-second. Okay. So on and so forth. Will you ever reach the end? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard this. I've heard this before. You will,
0: but it doesn't, it, the math doesn't check out. Yeah. You keep moving forward, mm-hmm. but ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. There's like an infinite amount of space in yeah. between each. And wow. that's calculus, first of all. Yeah. But the best
1: way to solve that is to have a second variable time. Time. You How will much get, time do you have? Try to get. 10 minutes to walk that mile, doing the the walk in the halves and so on and so forth. You will get there at the 10-minute mark. You will step over that line, 10-minute mark. Yeah. The math says it will work.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. But what happens, I don't think that would work. No, it does. Math checks out. Because, <laughs> well, think about this. What happens when you reach point nine 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 of the mile... And you still can only go halfway. If you can forever go the halfway, which is what you can do, that's all you can do, right? That's right. the set of the rules. Mm-hmm. Is you can only go the halfway, so you can never reach the hole. But then that time part, So you have to have the it time. It forces it, yeah. And that's
1: still I mean, that's, moving the half measures. Yeah, it will. It will end up being one to say the one mile. It's very interesting. Math is very weird. Wow. That was scary. That was scary. I mean, that's it's also like, <laughs> if we can get into some what the photons. I okay. Think you know what a photon is. I'm not sure what a photon is. That's a particle of light. Okay. Massless, infinite energy, because it goes to the speed of light. You go yeah. the faster you go the more um, energy you must have, which is E equals MC squared. Yep. Mass equals energy, speed of light. So to travel speed of light, you also have to have Infinite energy. Okay. What's the C in C squared? Speed of light.
0: Okay. Yeah. C squared is the speed of light. I think. Energy equals mass times speed of light.
1: Yeah. Yeah, c all... Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, speed of light squared. So... Okay.
1: So a photon... Right. ...does not experience time. Right. Okay. Because it's... It, <laughs> Einstein kind of stuff figure that stuff out but so when a photon's emitted it doesn't ex- well it doesn't experience because it, it's dead but it it's emitted and it immediately gets to where it's going okay so when you look up and you see those stars yeah billions of light years away it's already hitting your eyeball yeah right but they're billion miles away how did it know
0: where the earth would be for it to hit because it doesn't know it just is. Well, quantum mechanics says... That, <laughs> that it knows? Mm-hmm.
1: It will only get emitted if it's there to be observed. Yes. So when you see it, you're the cause of that photon being emitted to hit your eye.
0: And if equal and opposite forces, so you have to exist Yeah. for it to exist... Mm-hmm. And because you observe it, then you also have an equal and opposite effect on it. Mm-hmm, basically. You allow it to exist. Yep. And if everything is light, because all that anything is, is a reflection of light in some way, because that's how our... what's how we perceive
1: stuff. And Everything's not photons, but it's... See what you mean. But
0: nothing would exist without life. There's
1: no universe that observers does not exist. Then that means that everything exists because you exist. Whoa. (laughs) That's mathematical.
0: And that is why you are important. That's
1: right. That's why you need to kick your ass in the fourth gear.
0: Yes. (laughs) You got to do what you got to do. You gotta be a good person. That's
1: right, because you this universe exists because you exist.
0: Yeah, so start acting like it. Seriously,
1: what the fuck? Wow. Well, I, if you want, you gotta send some emails in, but we can go deeper into that. Get some math out. Bring the blackboard up, and we'll you'll hear us writing up. And we won't be saying anything; it would be so mind blowed. Yeah. <laughs> Just, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs>
0: Wow Math ASMR Math (laughs) amphetamine Interesting stuff Interesting Do you have anything else that you want to talk about? Well I think next Sunday
1: Because that's what today is is Today is a Sunday Yep The uh, 20th (coughs) Um, We'll be back (laughs) Excuse me. Bless you. Bless you. that. That peaked both microphones. Sorry. <laughs> when you When you guys hear a, a quiet, you'll know what happened. Is that Zach sneezed and shit himself the exact same time, <laughs> and it took about thirty minutes to clean up the mess. So we just kind of spliced it together. Sorry. <laughs> it's brutal. I'm 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 a different person now. I'm forever changing. My God have mercy on my soul. <sighs> oh. Yeah, it's, that's that's that's. Uh, That's about it.
0: Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. We'll see you next week.